Hi there, welcome to Bible Science Chat. Gus, hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. We, uh, we're we covering controversial topics today, and uh, a question came up that we wanted to talk about, so I'll let you pitch it. Yeah, I'll pitch the question. So um, we we actually had been talking in on and off about this, yep. this idea of mourning over sin, right? Yeah. So a believer, yep. not an unbeliever. Yeah. There's a fine line between you know mourning over sin and wallowing over yep. sin. I mean, if you look at like Psalm uh, 32, yeah, David totally. had sin, and then it, it, obviously he had been in sin for over a, almost a year. Mm -hmm. And then when he's confronted, he he actually hides his sin at first. But Psalm 32 says that eventually he he repents, yeah. he acknowledges his sin, yep. and then he feels forgiven. Yeah. You know, he knows okay. God has forgiven him. Yep. Uh, and we know this because Nathan told him, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, so oh, your sin is forgiven. <laughs> yeah, okay, your sin is forgiven. Okay, we got it. Um, but in, in a sense, he is forgiven, which is incredible. So I guess I, that's why I said I don't, I'm not sure if this is a whole question. No, it's a good question. Uh, where's the line of like, okay, I mourn over sin, but at the same time, I don't want to wallow in that guilt. Yeah, where that leads to you were used to this word before, which is great despair. Yeah, it 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 leads to you know feeling, well, I don't know, like self pity. Yeah, I'm too much of a sinner. How can God forgive me? Yeah, yeah, I think that um, so there's a couple things. Uh, three things. So first thing is, I think we're re re we're responding to uh, a cultural moment in Christianity where we think of repentance as like. Oh yeah, sorry God. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I'm good. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. and that's true. I mean, I think you look at the wider Christian culture, it's not healthy the way that people repent. There's not a genuine sorrow over their sin. You yeah. Know? And you read the Puritans are like, you know, my bad, people say yeah, that. Exactly. They don't say, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, it's in my bad. Thomas Thomas Boston said you should be carried to heaven on a sea of tears. You know, like <laughs> you know, like the Puritans, and they're like very intense people, yeah, right? Very um much. and textually, like Second Corinthians seven, Paul says, I rejoice that you were made sorrowful. So yeah. that's an amazing sentence. Verse nine. Yeah. Yeah. I rejoice that you were made that, that you were made sorrowful, but that you were made sorrowful to the point of repentance, for you were made sorrowful according to the will of God, so that you might not suffer loss in anything through us. The sorrow that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without regret, leading to salvation, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Yeah. So the question, uh, the question's a good one. What's the difference between repenting, which includes sorrow over your sin, and and wallowing in sin yeah. or despairing over your sinfulness? Uh, a person who only despairs over their sinfulness, I would say, is not a true believer. Mm -hmm. Because a believer is a person who believes the gospel. Yeah. Now, part of the gospel is repentance. It's that you've yeah. sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is the gospel. But the second half of the gospel is that your sins are forgiven and mm -hmm. washed away. So a person who wallows in sin and despairs over, over their, and I mean, like is in like, like buried with sorrow and despair because of the sin that they've committed is not actually believing the gospel. They might know that they're a sinner, but they're not believing the gospel. Uh, Luther, before he became, before he came to Christ, he was so burdened by his sin, he was whipping himself, trying, yeah. to, trying to keep himself from sinning, and he couldn't stop because yeah. his sinful thoughts, and he was despairing over sin. He was not a Christian. Yeah. So we, we want to be very careful saying, oh, this person's so sorry over their sin. That's a good sign. 
could be. Yeah. But you, we want that person to go through that sorrow over sin to joy in Christ. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to stay sorrowful because you're going to keep sinning and you're going to be made aware constantly that, you're sin, that you've sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Yeah. But at the same time, constantly being made aware of what comes right after that in chapter 3, right? That God has made a propitiation for our sins in the person of Christ. And he is the justifier of those who yeah. have faith in Jesus. So I'm, we're counted righteous in the sight of God. So yes, sorrow over sin despairing over sin is a sign of a lack of faith in the finished work yeah. of Christ. So what do you do with a person who says, I'm such a sinner, they're so morose. You take that person, you point them to Christ, and you say, Jesus died for those sins. You can trust him in his finished work. He's, he justifies the ungodly, uh, those who have faith in Christ. So so you, you can have faith in Christ, and if you have faith in Christ, you're declared righteous by God. A person who truly believes that, that sorrow is turned to joy. Yeah. Right. And Paul even says that he actually says that in Second Corinthians seven. He says the sorrows according to the will of God produces repentance without regret, leading to salvation. There's a repentance without regret, yeah. without without regret over the circumstance, without regret over the past sins, leading to salvation. It moves you to a place of salvation. Where you say, I, I trust that God's yeah. finished this work. But the sorrow that's according to the world produces death. Yeah. Right. So what, what's what's worldly sorrow in that case? I would think it's on either side of the horse. Worldly sorrow is either despair and wallowing in sin or flippancy about sin. Yeah. That's not real sorrow. That's worldly sorrow. Flippancy is. Despair in your sin is, is worldly sorrow. True biblical sorrow is this repentance is, I, I need to repent for my sin. I truly have sinned against God. It grieves my soul that I've sinned against my, father, my Savior and my Heavenly Father. God, please forgive me. And then trusting that the forgiveness is granted freely by Christ rejoicing in the finished work of Jesus and walking by faith in that truth. So down into despair or down into sorrow, out into joy and, and, yeah. and happiness in Christ. I was thinking of like when you were talking about the difference between uh, Judas and Peter. No, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Judas so being, you know, sorrow according to the world. Yeah. Leads to literally death. Yep. And then sorrow, Peter, obviously he wept bitterly, it yeah. says. Yeah. Uh, but leads to life. Yeah, leads to uh, repentance and life. And, yeah. and forgiveness uh, eventually, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think, and I mean, it's so interesting. The spirit, like the, the one of the fruit, the, one of the fruit of the spirit is joy. Mm. And the, and the, and if you don't, if you're not finding joy in what the spirit is telling you, you're not listening to the spirit. Because yeah. the spirit is producing joy in your heart when you trust what the spirit is saying. What the spirit is saying throughout the test of, text of scripture is God, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And you're a sinner, and you should be sad that you're a sinner, but Jesus Christ coming in will save you. You're safe because of what Christ has done. Yeah. So that's so helpful. Yeah. Well, I hope yeah. that's helpful. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I hope that's helpful for you as well. And uh, if you have any questions, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.